we wanted them to accept us, you know, but they didn't want it. They were making too much noise, skateboarding, and they're grinding, and they're messing up our building, and they're chipping this, and then the benches, they would put, like, these things on the benches so we bolts. couldn't skate, bolts yeah, on, yeah. on, like, in Midtown, on the marble benches and, and stuff like that, you know? And then, like I said, you know, like, skateboarding has always been a part of my DNA in New York and all of my friends, and it represents the shop and everything I learned through skateboarding, photography, videography, meeting people, talking to people, retail, footwear, artists, limited edition, drops, this, all that shame from skateboarding. That was Chris from Upper West Skates, and we'll hear a bit more from him in a minute. Welcome back to a new episode of Pop and Play. We uh, have a good one for you, a pretty exciting one, something different. Rather than sit here in the studio, which itself has been a little different this this season, being able to be together in the studio. But uh, we're not content to just stay in one place for more than a few moments, and so we had to hit the town as cool people like Haney do. They just hit the town, mm-hmm. right? So Haney, where did we go today? We went to Upper West Gates, owned by Chris Vidal, near Teachers College, uh, 107, right? And yeah, Broadway, Broadway, to yeah. be exact. Can I talk about why I noticed the skate shop? Please, um, yeah. This past summer? Yes. So I think in, our, uh, in the episode that you, that listeners you're about to listen to, we'll hear from Chris who is the owner of Upper West Skates, uh, which opened this summer in May. I think that's what he said. And I think this past summer I was walking down my usual route. I like to go for long leisurely routes. Being super cool walking down Broadway like you do when you're a New Yorker. Usually I just walk to the bagel (laughs) shop, absolute bagel. Oh, delicious. (laughs) Anyway, okay. So I was walking down that way and I hear this music coming from someplace that's kind of loud. I guess Chris will think that's questionable characterization. (laughs) It was was loud enough to notice it. It You're on the street and you're like, oh, there's music playing. It's pretty good hip hop. You know, so I was like, oh, it's really interesting. So I turn and I realize it's like a skateboarding shop that I've never, ever, ever seen before. Um, And so lo and behold, it's new. One of our producers, Lucius, got all the intel about it. So (laughs) we were able to go and visit. It is kind of a special place. Um, And, and so uh, we went in and we, we met Chris. Uh, We had a a conversation with Chris about his shop, about kind of how he thinks about uh, skating and skateboarding and, and, and the weird and crazy ways that it intersects with media, um, with community, so that's what we decided to do. We wanted to talk about skateboarding. Skateboarding is this kind of unique form of play that we have, you know, very different than the kind of play we've covered so far. Mm-hmm. Um, I, uh, of course, uh, am a novice uh, skateboarder. You, though, are an expert. So you want to say <laughs> anything about your expertise in skateboarding? No, I'm not an expert in skateboarding, but I'm a pretty wicked mean roller skater. Oh, not gonna lie. I'm pretty tell, skilled. Tell me about your roller skating experience. I'm skilled at it. I used to have white roller skates that was the only oh, one yeah. and only time that i sprained my ankle was on roller skates because i like hit it hard <laughs> nice when you say hit it hard you meant like you did like some cool trick you hit that trick hard and then injured yourself exactly right? yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was doing a triple axel <laughs> yeah. johnny weirs in the background like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and, and we're old enough that this, these were skates not not like rollerblades yeah and they yeah. were not rollerblades yeah. they were roller skates four wheels pretty yeah pretty cool pretty cool yeah and i feel like roller skates are kind of making a comeback too so um i hope so yeah 
So anyway. <laughs> you don't want to talk about the, the, what roller, about your, the roller rink what anymore? About your, uh, what about your skateboarding experiences? I have extensive skateboarding ex- experiences, as you know. Um, I, uh, as a middle schooler, I asked for a skateboard for Christmas. I got a skateboard and it was beautiful. Uh, it was uh, uh, black on top. I'd had that kind of like a uh, traction uh, material and it said, Joe Cool. <laughs> <laughs> and on the bottom was a picture of Snoopy with sunglasses. <laughs> Kind of a badass I was in middle school. Um, <laughs> that is nothing like the kind of skateboards available at Chris's shop. <laughs> I thought about asking Chris if he's uh, seen one of the Joe Cool uh, originals, but uh, yeah, I, I was too embarrassed, so I didn't ask. <laughs> <laughs> well, so why do we decide to talk about skateboarding? How does it relate to the theme of this season? I think skateboarding is, it's just a different form of play than we usually talk have talked about here, right? We've talked mostly about play that involves media, um, whether that's playing with you know uh, movies or television, or whether it's playing with games or playing with literature or comics. Um, but we haven't talked about these this sort of physical sport type play, and I think uh, I think skateboarding in particular is a, is a real fun and unique example of that because of the way in which it's a little bit off the radar, right? You're not gonna it's not like a formal, you don't join the skateboarding team at your school, right? It's a thing that you're doing kind of as a, as a teen or, or as somebody who's kind of off the grid or, or being a little counterculture-y. Um, and I think, you know, in our conversation with Chris, another aspect of it that I, that I was certainly unaware of whenever I was cruising uh, through Missouri on my Joe Cool skateboard, <laughs> <laughs> the rural Missouri, uh, was the way in which skateboarding is tied up in media it's tied up in fashion, it's tied up in music, it's tied up uh, in kind of communities and people that are part of these very different communities coming together uh, and skateboarding and, and, and working out their, their skills and their tricks together, right? And, and so, I mean, one of the things that just really jumped out at me was it's just this perfect encapsulation of what we know learning is, right? Learning is not one person, one brain, and some information that's coming into you. It's all of this this complex system of people and places and, and culture and past experience, uh, apprenticeship. It's all of those things mashed together. And so it's just kind of this cool intersection of a lot of things that we're, I think you and I are interested in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I feel like we should add uh, Joe Cool Skateboard notwithstanding oh. is that neither of us really have a lot of knowledge about skateboarding. Yeah, that's right. Fair. And so I feel like different from the other times when we talked about TV or books or some kind of cultural artifact, I think one of us had some right, sort of loose right. connection to what that is. And I think this kind of brought us into a space where we don't know that much about this yeah. kind of play. Right. But then it was like interesting to learn about it and to experience it. On location. On location. Uh, exactly. And so what you're about to hear is our interview with Chris at his shop, Upper West Skates. Uh, it's a delightful conversation. And after we talk to Chris for a little bit, we'll come back together and maybe and, and reflect on our conversation. I feel like we should just start by I'm you. I'm take Chris anyway. Nice. Yeah, so I guess to start, can you just maybe say a little bit about, you know, who you are, Chris, and, and how you got into skateboarding? Oh, yeah. My name is Chris Vidal. I'm born and raised in New York City, born in Brooklyn. Uh, grew up 
Skateboarding in New York started about 1986, I want to say, 87, 13 into 14 years old. Got hit by a car after two months and couldn't skate. Couldn't tell my grandmother I got hit by a car. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then I couldn't tell anybody in my house because back then, I mean, as a kid, you get in more trouble for being in the street than you did. Because you, you know you're okay because you went home, you know. But yeah. then, like, oh, what were you doing in the street? And <laughs> so I had to hide that. I couldn't skate for a while. But, yeah, I grew up skating uh, in Brooklyn. We used to go to, like, Fort Hamilton Army Base. They, like, built a half pipe. Yeah. Um, and then coming into New York, skateboarding in New York City, you know, um, and, and meeting people from all over the world, from all walks of life, and just... Learning. Are you self-taught or did someone teach you how to skate? Well, back in the days, we had no instructors. It was yeah. just skate videos and you'd go skate with the people that you wanted to skate like and be around, you know? Yeah. It wasn't like, oh, yeah, let me hold your board and do your ollie. No, it's like <laughs> we used to hold on to like the rails in the train, right? And the doors and yeah, practice yeah. ollie kickflips just to try to like land them. Oh, like the subway up. trains? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Awesome. Riding into, you know, yeah. taking the train into the city. I mean... It was an adventure for us because we didn't have skate parks growing up in New York. For us, it was steps, ledges, handrails. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the buildings in Midtown have like these banks. There was like the Forbidden Banks, the Bubble Banks. Mm-hmm. There was different spots that we named. You know, there was like Blue Park, South Street Seaport. The Brooklyn Banks was, was the main spot for us to all skate at, meet up at. And it was like the, the it was our skate park. Mm-hmm. You know, it was off the streets. It was away from everybody. It's just where we went every day. Mm-hmm. So you mentioned that, you you know, you didn't have like classes or some nonsense like that you took. You just sort of go hang out with the guys that you wanted to skate like and kind of learn from them. Can you say a little bit about kind of the ways in which the sort of informal mentorship and, and you know, friendships and the way in which that connected to the ways in which you guys learned and practiced and all together? I think that skateboarding gave me a lifelong lesson about friendships uh, because we had nothing in the beginning, we would just go out and skate, just wake up, shower, do whatever you did in your house, walk to your dog, you know, I had like a paper route and uh, then go skate. And you wouldn't come home to, you were either tired or everybody else went home. There was nothing else. It was just get up and go out and go skate and go practice tricks. And skateboarding taught me never to give up. You know, like it took me a long time to open up this shop. And, and then, you know, skateboarding and just life in itself being a lifelong born and raised New Yorker, it just taught me never to give up. I didn't grow up with no money. I'm Puerto Rican, but I'm a Puerto Rican. And uh, we just like, you know, made do with what we had. I grew up on public assistance. You know what I'm saying? There was no boundaries between us. We, we didn't know what colors was. Colors was the color of your board, the wheels. The only colorways that mattered was what you was wearing. You know, like nobody cared about colored ways or nobody cared about where you were from. Just like what parks or what spots were near you that we never skated oh shit you're from connecticut what do you skate oh they got this ramp they got this this oh you're from jersey we skate lodi park we skate these walls and carney oh yeah what we never seen it before coming from brooklyn you know and we'd try to figure a way on the path or the light rail or and you learned how to travel on trains for cheap you get arrested for jumping the train and not knowing what the hell you're doing but um you know it's just we were rebellious but respectful you know we 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 wanted to break boundaries but not you know, break bonds with people. You know what I'm saying? We wanted to grind rails but not make people grind their teeth when we came down the block, you know? Like I said, you know, like skateboarding 
It's always been a part of my DNA in New York and all of my friends, and it represents the shop and everything I learned through skateboarding, photography, videography, meeting people, talking to people, retail, footwear, artists, limited edition, drops, this. All that came from skateboarding. Mm. For me, it all started through skateboarding. Do you One, still skate now? I still have... Yeah, I still skate. I don't go yeah. skateboarding like back in the days, but yeah. I'll go out and skate and hit spots and hang yeah. out with people and play games of skate and get shut out or do some old school tricks nobody does anymore and beat them and shit. You know, it's fun. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think we have to acknowledge that the shop is pretty cool. I mean, it's like such a cool space and it's, yeah. you know, like so different from up here. So I'm wondering, being from Brooklyn, lifelong New Yorker, why the Upper West Side? We moved to this block, and then like I was like, damn, there's still no skate shop near the skate park. And it's kind of like, it's all the way uptown. So, you know, I was like, damn, how can I like give back to skateboarding from everything that skateboarding gave me? Mm. Well, open up a shop. But it can't just be a shop that is skateboarding. It has to show everything that I learned through yeah. skateboarding, photography, and collecting art. Yeah. If you notice, there's a big influence on art and graffiti in my shop. Absolutely. Because like yeah. giving people... That experience, come here, it's like a real New Yorker, somebody that got stories, somebody that could you know, teach you some sh- so, something more than just, you know, $5.99 plus tax, you right, know, like, right. thank you, you know, it's not a cop and go thing, you know, it's a cop and hang out, you know, and, and learn a bit about who I am, you know, my kids be here after a certain time every day, you know, so it's really a mom, well, it's more pop than mom and pop shop, but... <laughs> You know, I put the work in, but you know what I'm saying? Like, as far as like, you know, the shop and the vibe, I try to keep it as New York as possible. I try to play some music that people like, like, you know, they feel throughout the day. But I'm really like a Frank Sinatra, Biggie Smalls, like, you know, Beastie Boys throughout the day, you know, and I play some disco music, Motown, I play some Miles (laughs) Davis. Like, that's just what I listen to because I guess I'm old, you know, and I don't really know the newest stuff. I play Migos a lot, you know, (laughs) R.I.P. Takeoff. But, um... Let me put you guys on pause yeah, one yeah, second, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Yo, what's up, bro? All right, so we're going to pause just for a quick second because you're about to hear some noise, and that noise is people coming into the shop. Chris had a, a pretty busy day today, and you'll hear him working on skateboards, You know, using a file to uh, clean off some of the grip tape, uh, using a drill to you know get the wheels on the board. I'm saying all these really official skateboard terms, but the important thing here is it's going to be a bit noisy, and that's what you're hearing. You're here in the shop. Okay, so let me backtrack and ask you a kind of semi-ignorant question. So if someone comes in and wants to buy a board, okay, so when you say deck, you mean the board, the deck, right? All right, so, so basically okay. people come in, right? Skateboarding, mm-hmm. skateboarding, right? Skateboarding really is the definition of size matters. I don't give a shit what she says or anybody else says. When it comes to skateboarding, size matters. Okay. okay? The size of your deck matters, your okay. board, your uh-huh. skate deck. We skate widths, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. So smaller people like me. would want a smaller board because it may be too hard or they may get deterred from like, a size nine inch board. Yeah. So what kind of people are coming into the store? Oh, the worst ever. No, I'm just kidding. The greatest <laughs> people in the world, you know, like we're in New York City. So, yeah. um, you know, it's mostly neighborhood locals that are walking like, oh, my God, we needed this so long. And yeah. a lot of parents are so stoked that their kids don't have to go all the way downtown or all the way yeah. uptown or, or to the Jersey or, or order online and then get something they don't like or get something they didn't order. So, you know, like you walk into a shop like, yeah, this is what I want. 
I help you or any skate shop should help you feel comfortable and like what you're buying and, and feel like this is a commitment because like, you know, as we get older, people get cars and like I get new wheels and I get new rims and I get this. Mm -hmm. Skateboarding is the same thing for so many of us from eight to 80, I would say, even younger than eight, mm -hmm. you know? So like your board is, is really a representation of who you are. So you see, so a lot of little kids are coming into Yeah, I get a lot of young too. kids coming yeah. in. I wouldn't say little, I would say younger from anywhere from like, uh, I mean, I just sold Rowan, this kid, his family comes by every day, he's like six. Oh, He's awesome. like in my kid's school. I have six. That's awesome, yeah. My kids are going to be seven next month. That boy and girl twins, Chris and Harmony. So I guess our last question is, what do you... Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Let's go. See, now you're making it... Now it has to be amazing. Yeah. So I thought like, it was already amazing. I mean, it is amazing. So what do you... What's your... What do you envision for the next generation of skaters? Um, what do you see out there? I guess I hope they can uh, learn the same way I did. How to like uh, create lifelong relationships, how to absorb and also emit energy that everyone will build and 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 grow off of, you know? Mm -hmm. I think that like now it's so different with the digital age and this and that. Yeah. I wanna sound old, but there's so many more opportunities for people to connect and to grow and to create where they don't have to be like right next to each other, but which is more important, but at least they can like, you know find people from all walks of life that are interested in the same thing as them as skateboarding. And then, hey, I'm into fashion too, or I'm into photography. Hey, you know, like, so I think the truth for me is, is that like, I want, I want to teach kids what I learned through, through what I call the art of skateboarding, you know, which, which introduced me to more than just skating. Like I said, it was friendships. It was, it was, learning how to grow mm. or just the experience mm -hmm. that I, I had with people and the exchanges is what I want these kids to learn. You know, you don't get that from instruction. You get that from just going skating, mm -hmm. but you know, like the camaraderie, Yeah. you know, the, the, the ability to just see the fake from the real with friends, which is yeah. what you learn yeah. being around people so much, I guess, you know? Yeah. That's really beautiful. And I also have to say that there's like a shop full of your friends <laughs> right now. Yeah, they so come through, you know, they come yeah. through, they say, what's up? They, this area's never really had this, you know, a yeah. place where kids can come, a safe space, you know, yeah. like a spot that they can come through and just hang out and be themselves and nobody cares yeah. who they are, or where they're from, you know? Yeah. As long as they're not just, don't be a jerk. Like it says on the board right there by Barbara Kruger. So stoked these dudes are just here helping out, you know? <laughs> But um, I kind of say that the ultimate goal of the company is to create and establish a foundation for the growth and future advancement and placement of the arts and skateboarding in the Manhattan Valley, Upper West Side, New York City area. Yeah. A place that was and is a safe creative space for the kids of New York City to come together, learn from one another via the art of skateboarding, sneaker collecting, art, photography, and whatever tickles their fancy. To provide them with a life-lasting skill set, our future leaders, these kids, can hone to perfection for the benefit of others. Yeah. That's like the motto I wrote for my business plan, you know, uh -huh. and that's what I stand by, you know. So I love that's that. what it is, just to make it a place, like an institution where kids can be like, yo, you know what I learned over there? You know what I did over there? Yo, you know who I met over there? And that's it, no? Yeah, I love it. I Upper love West it. West Gates, 2768 Broadway, New York, New York, between 106 and 107th. Yeah. You know, UpperWestGates.com, UpperWestGates at Gmail, UpperWestGates on Instagram. It's all that. And with that, I got some more people coming in the shop. Yeah, I want to appreciate you guys. Thank Columbia you. University, the homies for coming through and making me feel awkward. <laughs> Yo, you guys are the best. 
Thanks. Thanks, Chris. Nathan. Hey. That was an amazing visit. Wow. That was so crazy. <laughs> what a great idea. Yeah. I'm glad you found that. I'm glad you found that place. I'm glad we went in and and met Chris and and chatted with him. Yeah. What a what a wonderful, uh, interesting, uh, brilliant guy. Yeah. Right. It was really wild. I loved I loved to be in that space, and I just liked talking to him in a space and content that was totally his element. Yeah. Maybe you should say something about you've mentioned you mentioned in the intro and you mentioned now the the being in that space mm-hmm. like mattered. Yeah. Can you say a little bit about yeah. why? Yeah. So. Of course, I went in being like, this is a show about skateboarding because obviously it's a skateboard shop. Um, And I think I walked out of it being like, this is a story about a shop (laughs) (laughs) and all the people who kind of walk in and out of it. And so I think, you know, obviously this is like our second or third time, third time maybe being there. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And I felt like every time I go there, I kind of just get something different out of this space, right? Like I think the first time I was like, oh my God, zines, I'm going to go pick them up, (laughs) right? Then this time I noticed a different glass case that was there. And I think as we were leaving, I was just thinking, you know, Chris was talking about this skate shop being like this multi-generational space where kids can come and feel safe and have a space that they can, you know, hang out. And I felt like as we were leaving, it was ironic that it actually became the place where people were hanging out. <laughs> yeah, that's when everybody showed up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it kind of just reminded me of just like how shops and those spaces are so important to community and neighborhoods. And yeah. I think it was, you know, I just couldn't help but think about like those spaces in my own childhood, um, how... Um, you know, a place like Korean grocery stores, right? Mm-hmm. I think a lot of Korean American people will probably relate to the story, but like... I felt like those spaces were such a hub of cultural activity and it was a multi-generational space right. because kids would go with their parents and parents would come and sometimes your relatives would come and you would interact with these shop owners and there would be like cross-generational interactions there and like the grocery store was more than just a place where you got food. Right. You also got a lot of your cultural knowledge there. You also got a lot of interactions there. And so it kind of reminded me of that space and how I was just thinking about how important that space was to my own community and to my own upbringing. And I think it's really cool to see that sort of be a space for people. He yeah. obviously knew yeah. so many people that came in. Yeah. They were regulars. Yeah. <laughs> You just sort of shout names as the door yeah, open. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Or don't worry about him. He comes in all the time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I, that's that's such a great point. It, it was a space that was sort of rich for kind of um, a community, that, that a place to gather, a place to talk about skating. It also made me, you know, I think realize how important um, this kind of space and this kind of community is to the sport or, or the activity of skating, right? So this is something Chris said a lot about how, I think when we asked him like how he got, um, how he learned to skate, I think you asked him that and he's like, oh, it's, it's, it was about friends. <laughs> His first answer was like, it's about friends. Um, and it was about kind of people coming together and learning together and playing together. Um, it was about space. So not just the shop, which seems to be a really important kind of um, meeting and gathering place for this community of people, but also... You know, the, the, the parks, um, when there wasn't skate parks, it was the, the banks and the benches in front of the banks. You know, he mentioned, I don't know, probably 30 places during our conversation today that they would hang out at. So space mattered. Um, and then, of course, the kind of culture around the activity mattered, right? It was about 
not just learning to skate and doing tricks, but it was about wearing the clothes. It was about listening to the music. It was about connecting with the other extreme sports guys and girls in the neighborhood, right? I feel like the thing that I wish people could... I wish people that are listening could see what the store is like because I feel like it's the thing that really stood out for me was that he was like, you know, I was into graffiti. I was into art. I was into photography. I'm into fashion. And I think I could see all of those elements in the store itself that it wasn't like as he's talking like that, I can see like, oh, this is not just a skateboarding shop, right? It's also a place that is like basically Chris's identity, (laughs) right? And it's all over this place. And I could kind of like, I thought it was just really nice, like the aesthetic of that place, Um, even though it's like all these seemingly disparate things can come together and it's like an expression of him. And I think all season we've been talking about that, right? Play and creativity and expression. And he, and I think it encompasses that with skateboarding maybe being the starting point, but there's so many other things that are adjacent to that. So is there something that stood out to you at the store? So because people can't see it, what is something that stood out to you there? Well, there was a, something you haven't mentioned that was there was he had like a PlayStation and a TV set up. (laughs) <laughs> which I, I, you know, spotted immediately like, oh yeah, he had, a, he had like kind of a couch back there. And I got to imagine that these young kids that come in and, and hang out with him and hang out with the other kids in the neighborhood, you know, they'll sit back there and play some video games yeah. occasionally. Call His of Duty. Kids. I yeah, saw Call yeah, of Duty. Yeah, maybe, <laughs> maybe some Call of Duty. So yeah, that was something I spotted for sure. I didn't spot a, a, a Joe Cool uh, rack on the wall or anything. So I don't know if he's maybe hasn't yet diversified his boards to the Snoopy uh, (laughs) line, but I'll ask him next time we see him. The Snoopy line. (laughs) What about you? What was something that you... uh, Well, obviously I'm not... Other than the zines. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not a skateboarder. So although every part of me is so tempted to get one of those, I'm like, I don't want to show up to work with a broken arm, broken legs (laughs) and all my teeth knocked out. Okay. So... For an interesting class session though. Yeah. So that's not going to happen. Um, so I obviously was drawn to a lot of the other things that were in the shop, like the t-shirts and the hats, the cool sneakers, the shoes. Yeah, yeah, lots of cool sneakers, um, a lot of New York Knicks sort of things. Yep. Um, and one thing I spotted. Not only did you <laughs> spot it, you carried it home with you. Uh-huh. So anytime yeah. you see me with a Budweiser tote bag, <laughs> you'll know where it came from. <laughs> one of a kind. Three Upper of West, a kind, actually. <laughs> Upper West Gates, there's two more. There's two more Maybe. Left. Maybe Nathan might go. There might only be one more after next week. (laughs) Tis the season. (laughs) Tis the season for Budweiser (laughs) Topaz. This season of Pop and Play was produced by Haney Yoon, Nathan Holbert, Lalitha Vasudevan, Billy Collins, and Joe Rena Ferry at Teachers College, Columbia University with the Digital Futures Institute. This episode was also produced by Lucius Fangio. Audio editing and production by Billy Collins. For transcripts and to learn more about our guests, visit tc.edu slash popandplay. Our music is selections from Leaf Eaters by Paddington Bear. Pop and Play, of course, would not be possible without the fabulous team that helps put this together. Thanks to Oluwashon Animashon for running the Pop and Play social media accounts, where you should follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok under Pop and Play Pod. You can also follow us on Twitch under Pop and Play. Special thanks to Drew Reynolds, Jen Lee, Blake Danzig, Brianne Monado, 
Moira McCavanaugh, and Lucius Vanjo, who all helped with our outreach and our website support. Shout out to Ioana Literat for the Trashies. Watch on Instagram and TikTok. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.